Hey everyone, how are you doing today? I just finished off an amazing call with Rene Rodriguez, who is an entrepreneur with over 30 plus years of experience and is right now tackling one of the most promising fields of the future, augmented reality. We talked about a lot of stuff on this podcast, like we always do with all the guests. However, and that's the big however, you're going to learn some cool stuff, such as the three types of goals you have to have in order to be successful in life how to determine your spirit or your calling in life and why not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur but that's fine not every one of us should be like number one that's fine we can still be great we can still have any imaginable potential but not everyone of us is cut out to be the ceo you may be cut out to be the coo that's fine but you gotta understand that some people earn more money or are more happy by being the number two than the number one. So you got to pick it wisely. And today with Rene, I'm tackling the exact same issue. So stay tuned. We talk about a lot of stuff. And thank you for being a listener to my podcast. All right. I'll see you. All right, Rene. I want to say one huge welcome to the podcast, The Power to Genius. I'm super excited to have you here. And I have a lot of questions made to you. But first of all... Um, I know that you haven't had a boss because you're an entrepreneur your whole life. So I guess since I'm also young, I want to know what propelled you to become an entrepreneur when you were like uh, 12, I believe. Were you 12 when you first started? Yes. So, uh, what propelled you then? Like, what was the reason? Um, I don't know if there's a reason why. I, I guess, you know, you, know, you always um, hear this saying that you will become uh kind of like the people that you surround yourself right so i surround myself all my friends came from uh backgrounds of uh parents that they were entrepreneurs my dad was an entrepreneur my mom was an entrepreneur um everybody of my friends and families they were entrepreneurs so i guess that's just the way how i was raised so i never you know i i didn't know at 12 years old if i want to be an entrepreneur or not i just saw that uh, uh, my dad, for example, my, I, was in my, I, I was working for my dad, helping him in the warehouse in one of his companies. And uh, I remember he asked me to clean up the warehouse. So I was cleaning and sweeping the garage. And I remember there was a gentleman that stopped by and asked me if I was gonna throw away those tires. And I went and asked my dad, I said, hey, are we throwing away those tires? He says, like, yeah, they're, they're the old tire from the truckings for the, the trucks that he has. And then the guy said, uh, so I asked the guys, like, uh, why, you need, why do you need the tire for? He said, well, I just uh, refurbished them. So that's where I look for tires. I said, well, we, <clears throat> we, so I realized that the guy might be buying it from me. So I said, um, so how much are you offering? And the guy offered, you know, a small amount of money, but I thought, oh, I was gonna throw them away. Now there's somebody that wants to pay for them. So I thought that's something that uh, I'm interested in. So I sold them. So then I asked my dad, it's like, where can I get more old tires? Because this guy was buying me every tire that I can get because he refurbished them. So that's how I start in that little business of uh, buying and selling tires uh, that they were used tires. And that was the first one. So it, it, it probably came by, um, by accident or by always willing to take the opportunity. And that was my first venture. And uh, from there on, 
I got that little taste of like, this is cool. This is fun. You know, uh, there's what other ways can I do this? What other things can I do? So, and that's how my entrepreneurial journey started. Do you believe that if you're raised in another environment, you would still become an entrepreneur? Do you think that's like purely because of your family? You know, that's a good question. Um, I guess I believe there's some people that they're, they're wired in a certain way. For example, I look at you right now and uh, you're, you know, you start this when you were 13. Something must happen to you or something must trigger your desire to become a podcast or learning from others. It's not normal, it's not common that a 13-year-old boy wants to learn from adults and also wants to hear the feedback from adults. That's a gift, you know? You are being gifted by somebody. So I believe that uh, uh, we as humans, we are combined with uh, our bodies and our spirits. And I believe our spirits, uh, you know, I'm Christian, by the way, so I believe our spirits, uh, they already come uh, somehow with a, a specific type of uh, personality that uh, I guess, um, you know, they have a purpose of life. And sometimes uh, I don't think nothing happened by chance in life. Everybody that I walk around by, they, they, when you park your car, the people you see at the store, the people that you walk, you know, and every single place, location, your neighbors, whatever, whoever it is, nothing is by chance. So I believe that, uh, everybody contribute to this ecosystem in the world that somehow uh, they inspire or they touch the life of one other person. So uh, there's like fuel, you know, there's many different ways in how fuel uh, get, um, you know, explode, right? Or, or, I mean, there's many ways to kind of create an explosion on a spark on something. So sometimes that spark could happen through people, through actions, through family, through environment, through a, a TV show or something. But somehow I believe that spirit, once I see that spark, is when the fire or the little flame started. So yeah, I don't believe it has to be necessarily with family. Um, I think it has to do with the spirit that you born with. And then uh, of course the outside uh, of who you are is gonna, gonna shape your life. You know, Of course your friends and neighbors and whoever you surround yourself with, you're probably going to become that one because they're shaping yourself. But the spark inside, I think it's come from your spirit. Do you think that is also applicable to people who want to be leaders? Like not everyone can be a leader. Do you think that's the same there? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think leaders, um, you know, leaders, well, depends on the definition of a leader, right? I mean, I believe that leaders not necessarily are these big spoken guys that they have big flashy suits and uh, they talk very, um, you know, perfectly in front of an audience or I don't believe that uh, represents a leader. I believe a leader is someone that somehow inspire others. Uh, so the best definition of a leader I, that I have ever learned that it's a, it's a person that it grabs a group of people and they take it to places that they've never been before. They make them feel things that they never felt before. They never uh, have seen things that they've seen before and they do things that they've never done before. 
And I think that's the best description of a leader that I've ever seen. So somehow uh, leaders, um, you know, you, you find everybody somehow has something that inspire others. So um, I can't define specifically who become a leader, but the best definition is somebody can allow me to go to a next step of life, you know, either emotionally and thoughts and thinking and ideas and concept and doing, but it allowed me to inspire to the next level. Man, that is so interesting. So uh, I guess I'm going to b- go back to it. So do you think that when everyone just, you know, does their calling, you know, gets, gets into their spirit and, can they all be innovators in their fields? Do you think that can happen to be really pioneers? They just step into their calling and actually pursue what they are, they were made to be, you know, do you think they can also become pioneers like innovators, uh, not leaders necessarily, but people who can change the world. Who, who, who are you asking about who are you asking? Uh, if- I'm asking about people, the people generally that, uh, that follow their calling, like their purpose, what they were made, uh, what they're made for. For example, if I'm a podcast, uh, if someone's a podcast and follows their thing, could they become a world-class innovator or like a, a world-class famous radio host, stuff like that? Uh, can they, can their potential be like that on a world level? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. So um, I believe that uh, uh, somehow, um, you know, that I, I believe that everybody um, so you asked me the question about the pioneer, right? Um, so here's what I, I, I see that. I believe that there's people that come to this world and uh, they already have a purpose, right? And those, that purpose, somehow uh, God wants you to fulfill that purpose. And I believe that somehow that uh, God will uh, put in your life people that somehow... It will guide you, push you, or make you go towards those places, directions. I believe that, you know, the reason why you are born in a family uh, or your mom or your dad or whatever the situation you live in is something that uh, it, you, you, you should be there. It's something that, uh, it's something that uh, it has to happen, right? Because that's what you need in order for you to be shaped and develop the things that you have to develop. Now, a pioneer, um, I think, uh, regardless of where you are or where you uh, were born, I believe that uh, a pioneer will always have will have that spirit. And and I noticed that in myself, for example, I always ask myself, why did I get involved in many businesses that they're very pioneer uh, concepts? You know, because it's a lot easier to be a a, a settler than a pioneer. The pioneer is the one that's going in front. He's the one who has to uh, go and cut the bushes and, and cut everything in front of you and, uh, and discover things and new things. And once they do that, they look in the back and they told, tell the settlers, hey guys, everything is good, everything is okay, come on over, follow us. So that's basically how the pioneer concept works, you know? and. Uh, uh, not everybody's a pioneer, of course, but uh, everybody's a pioneer in one way or another in their family, in actions, in doing things new that uh, represents um, 
something that is 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 in front of uh, their family or their friends or their neighbors or or you know or or something in life. So um, I don't know if I, that answers your question or not. No, it does actually. It even builds up to it. So uh, let's go back to your story again, uh, because you know you are right now. You're tackling something that's pretty interesting, augmenting reality, which is like pretty <laughs> innovative, for the lack of a better term, right? So how did you come here? Like, how did you go from that boy who uh, you know did that business, you know, on the side to a guy who's tackling augmented reality? Because that's pretty future tech that we know that that's it just screams future so how did that happen can you tell us the whole story you know from that kid to that guy that i'm talking about here to, to, yeah to hear. so um so personally i always been um intrigued by um my mind works in a very interesting way i am a problem solver so my mind always look for solutions you know so whatever the situation is my mind always goes to the find the solution. So when I see opportunities, I my mind's always seeing opportunities in many different aspects, in business, in life, and whatever it is, there's always a solution about something, right? <clears throat> but one day I was watching a movie, it's called Back to the Future. And um, I remember when Michael J. Fox was right in the corner of the plaza and the shark comes out. And the shark comes down and he's going to eat him, because, but the shark was uh, virtually in an holography or something like that uh, coming out of the cinema. So when I saw that, I thought, holy crap, the world someday is going to be a mix between real and virtual. And I never, you know, and it's always stuck in my head. Um, then with the years, I learned about augmented reality. A friend of mine uh, introduced me to augmented reality uh, over 10 years ago. And I completely saw where this is what's going to go. I saw where things are going to be moving towards. So I thought, you know, when the dot-com era came alive, or, you know, I was a young, you know, I was young. So I, I wasn't uh, a techie. So I didn't have the chance to get involved into the dot-com era. So then I thought, this is the future and I want to be involved in this. I want to be one of the pioneers into this. So I'm willing to pay the price and start learning now and getting into our hands dirty. And to the point that today we are the first platform in the world that has the augmented reality capacity where everybody in the world can participate on a free uh, matter with this platform. So we're really excited about that. You mentioned that you had to pay the price. What was the price? Well, the price is a big price. When you're willing to pay the price, that's the pioneer price. That's the price to be alone. That's the price to be uh, going to the very uncomfortable situations. That's the price of being paying, uh, you know, uh, trying to show others what your vision is and then convince them that the future is going to be different. And uh, the price of people telling me that you're stupid, your idea is stupid, your idea is crazy, and then you stay with the, your beliefs and then convince others to uh, support that idea financially, emotionally, or in any way, shape, or form. And the price to, to be the first one to see something and uh, start convincing others. Uh, so it's a big price because 
and that's the what you're talking about the one percent you know it's a very uncomfortable place to be because uh it's, it's a journey that you have to discover you have to build you have to show you have to open you have to uh tell everybody and have them visualize what you're seeing and then little by little when you start gathering people and then then the market start balancing your vision then eventually uh you become someone you know how do you explain that they fire uh steve job from apple that doesn't make any sense why because the people that fire him was people that they didn't have a vision of the vision that he has he, they just saw the number they were traditional they were settlers right same thing will happen with at&t when they reject their cell phone how in the world they reject the cell phone and ibm reject personal computers how does that happen because those guys they are not they were not the ones that are managing that they're just settlers they're the ones that uh, they don't like to be pioneers pioneers are more like a maverick they're more like uh they're they're, they're you know they're different they're you know they're it's a it's, it's a different species it's something that they're relentless they are um the you know they can be considered crazy uh whatever you want it, it's a it, it's a it, it, they're cut with a different type of scissors you know what i'm saying so uh it's a lonely place uh and and usually pioneers are not looking for that recognition pioneers are not about the it's not about the money it's not about the uh, not everything about the money or the fame or anything like that it's about the challenge it's about not quitting something that you see you believe in um it's about going to that process that you believe on something that it will eventually will become you know uh there's so many stories about pioneers and settlers that it's fascinating there are actually is a video that talks about the difference between pioneers and settlers is by joel barker so you might want to look it up uh, he has a whole program into that I'm definitely going to look that up. Interesting. So, you know, I'm going to type it out uh, in a bit. But so when you decided you wanted to go all into augmented reality, how did you start educating yourself on the topic? Because I honestly don't know a guy who knows, for lack of a better word, crap about it because it's such a new topic. How would you start learning more about it? Well, first of all, uh, I didn't invent augmented reality at all, you know. I just saw uh, my friend that is a pretty dang smart guy. Uh, he showed me augmented reality. And because I'm not a techie, and this is something that I also learned. Usually companies, they get disrupted. They are disrupted by somebody that is from uh, the outside of that industry. Because usually people that is in that industry, they have paradigms that uh, they cannot see the solution because they're already inside of the paradigm. So my point is that uh, usually people that are, they're outsiders, they don't have paradigms. So they don't know the blocks of the problem. They don't know the walls. They don't know anything that it's, it can stop them. So I think that's the benefit of what happened to me. So when I started this, I started with my friend Rod and he was the, uh, he was the smart one. You know, I was just the Maverick guy. And Rod is the one that basically started uh, showing me what's possible was not possible so my mind was just always up there with the impossible and he was just always bringing me to uh, to reality what's possible but i was always 
looking for the impossible. So, and because he was so uh, good and patient and saw what we're doing, uh, we, we evolved into something that it was so remarkable that uh, we break the impossible with the possible. So um, I guess you just have to uh, understand what is out there, but always see the potential of things, you know? Um, you know, usually when I look at something, I don't see it just, you know, 30 days, 60 days, or 12 months. I always see things in their full potential, five, 10 years, 15, 20 years ahead of me. That's what the same thing I see with my kids. I'm not looking for uh, immediate reward, you know? I'm looking for what's gonna happen with in the next 10, 20, 30 years of how, that's why everything I do, it's always looking at the future of things because uh, the outcome could be a lot more beneficial, not just for me, but uh, for themselves because I love to reach potential. And I think everybody can be pushed and uh, can exceed things into a whole different level. And you need somebody to help with that. And, and that's what I believe that uh, when you see something like that um, and you believe that, you're gonna start going for the impossible. So I didn't know anything about it either. So I just have to learn and what's available, what's, was it? What's available, what was it? So, and then you start pushing and pushing and, and then it's kind of like the big water of, in, you know, with a lot of pressure that it's gonna find a way on their path towards the destination, you know? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know, it's actually quite fascinating that you, you know, I find that with a lot of people who I interview that are really, you know, big fishes, uh, they say that long-term thinking, and again, people who actually did something in their life, whether uh, whoever they are, they, they always prefer the long-term thinking. But how did you remain patient when, you know, uh, did you have thoughts like, okay, so maybe this won't work. Maybe I have to do something else today so I can actually benefit for 10 years ahead because at least I had that, for example, when you train in the gym, right? When you lift weights, you got to progressively overload to get to, you know, a heavier weight to build more muscle. But there comes time where you're just impatient and you want to just jump into the, like the big things quickly. How did you remain patient during all... I mean, how do you remain patient now? Um, you know what? Uh, I believe that, um, let me just put it this way. Um, my goals are always really big goals. I have some really big goals, but I know where I want to get, but I also understand that uh, in order to get there, I cannot focus on the end goal. I need to focus on my daily goals. And my daily goals are very achievable. It's one day at a time. Because if I think of, you know, um, you know for, at the end, I will go crazy. So I just have to think about one day at a time and sometimes you just think at that day only. Someday you think about two, three days, one week, two months, 30 days. I know what I wanna do in the next 30 days. And I know what my end goal is. So one day I learned that uh, sometimes you, you always have to understand where you wanna end up, right? 
once you want to understand where you want to end up, then you start coming backwards from the back, from the end, all the way from the beginning. And then from there on, you're going to start seeing that, uh, let's say you want to go to Z, but you already are in A. So in order to go to B, you're not going to be focused on Z, you're just focused on B. So then you go to B, and then from B you go to C, and then C you focus in D. And then your end, Z, is always getting better and better and better. Because during the transition, during your journey, you're going to be learning things that you never thought that uh, you're going to be learning. So your C always is going to get better and better and better. You know, but... Um, so you can't just be talking about the big picture. The big picture is one thing. When you go to work daily basis, you work in your small steps, right? And, uh, and, and for me, it's so fascinating that it, it, the, I see the vision, and then when I work on my A's and B and see the progress, it's like when you see your child, right? When you see your kids, you know, um, you, you, you do make mistakes, of course, but in the end, you're always looking at what, you want it how uh, the future looks like. So uh, if, if, if you don't enjoy the, if you want just like instant gratification for everything, then, you know, I don't know if you can ever be an entrepreneur because entrepreneur, you have to have a lot of patience and uh, there's not a perfect recipe that never is going to be, you know, a straight line, you know, uh, it's never A to B, you know, it's always, a and, and you go back and forward left and right and up and down and then in order to get to b you know it's not a straight line from a to b so um i guess it you just have to enjoy the, the the journey and have patience i mean and why do you have patience is because i don't focus on the big thing every day i focus on the steps does that make sense Oh, yeah. I mean, this and the child analogy you just said, that that's pretty awesome. You know, I've heard a lot about the daily ghosting, but never with that kind of analogy. That sounds awesome. So uh, can you give us like an example of a big goal you have and a daily goal you do, if you can or if you want to? Can you give different, us an example? Different than, the, different than the, uh, the company that I just told you about, the uh, augmented reality platform or what? What? Even even if you just like create a goal right now and just you know tell us the daily goal of it, just any goal you have or any goal you want to have, like we just want to see a concrete example of a big. Well, goal you know, I believe there's three type of goals that uh, I don't know if this is going to answer your question specifically, but I believe that every human need to have three type of goals, okay? And I believe that, uh, and this is completely different than you probably have ever heard, but this is what I believe. I believe every human should have three type of goals. And here's why. Because if you don't have a balance in life, you can never reach happiness, okay? So I was blessed, and I don't know if it's blessed, cursed, or lucky, or, or, or whatever you wanna call it. But when I was a teenager, I was uh, blessed to have good parents, and at the same time, do whatever the heck I wanted to do, okay? So um, when I did a whatever the heck I wanted to do, I make a lot of mistakes. I, let a, I, I, I do a lot of stupid things, right? And um, those things uh, make me realize what was life was about. It was just about money or it was more about, uh, you know, relationship or it was more about, um, you know, connecting with others. So I came out to the conclusion that 
in order to reach full happiness in life, and this is really hard. I'm not saying this is what I have. I'm saying this is the goal. You have to have a balance between three things, okay? Number, and I was just gonna show you this in this situation. I'm gonna grab this uh, box over here that I have in my hands. And, and look at this. If you just have reached, your goal is, uh, I call it uh, temporal success. What is temporal success? Everybody thinks temporal success is related to money, right? Well, for me, temporal success is not money. It's about having the ability to provide for your family and have enough, uh, you know, enough funds or sufficient means to do whatever you want to do, you know? And then if you get blessed, then you will have the ability to uh, have enough so you can bless the life of others, okay? So it's more about the money. It's about how are you an asset to the world or are you an asshole to the world, okay? So it's what are you to the world? Are you an asset or an asshole, right? So an asset meaning how you treat your your people around in the street, how you treat your neighbors, how you treat the people, how, how are you becoming somebody to the society? So that's what I call temporally. So you need to be out self-sufficient. You need to be somebody that wanna take care of yourself. You wanna be physically uh, healthy. You wanna eat healthy. You wanna do all the things related to the temporal life. So you don't become a burden, you become an asset to the world, right? So that's my first one. That's the first one right here. But if you see this, this is your life. One foundation, it doesn't do anything with it. The second one, I call it your family, okay? Uh, the family thing is really important. Same thing about temporal, it's about family. Because a lot of people pretend to be very good about um, becoming really good to the world, but to their family, they're just, you know, they're just, not very kind people, you know, to their parents. They're always blaming their parents. They're blaming their brother, their sister, whoever, their cousin. They're blaming somebody in order to have the division of life. If you become a, 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 somebody that become an asset to their family, you're going to want to have a united family. So you want to keep those roots connected. Family is really important. So you want to keep, you know, regardless of how the person is, regardless if it's your father or your mother or your sister, they treat you like crap, is how you choose to become to them, right? So if you have peace, love, and kindness towards them, they're always going to perceive that, even if they're not, uh, you know, they don't want anything to do with you, but at least you are an asset to the family. So because you want to keep your family strong. We all depend on our family, right? So that's first, temporal, second, family. And the third one is the spiritual, okay? I believe that every human has a, a body and a spirit. And the same way how you feed your body and your mind, you have to feed your spirit. If your spirit is not fed, if your spirit, spirit is not uh, with food and you're not growing internally, it's impossible that you're going to be able to reach happiness or balance in life because that way, you're going to have a balance that basically hold and support the base of your life. So when you're weak one day into the family, you get two balances. When you're weak in the spirit, you have the other two balances. When you're weak in the other one, you have a balance. But so reach the perfect, uh, you know, tripod here is really, really tough. So, um, so a lot of people in the world only focus on one. 
And then when this, they achieve this. So why do you think, for example, Steve Jobs and, uh, and, uh, and all the big guys, Bill Gates and everybody that you know that they reach massive amounts of fortunes, what's the first thing they do? They well, give it away. Yeah. You know, why? Because they realized that it was not about the money. It's about the relationships. It's about how you are becoming an asset to your people, you know? And if you are willing to be an asset to the, in those three things, I believe that's basically why you reach happiness. Why everybody can make rich? They dedicate the rest of the life for, for charity because giving it's a lot more rewarding than receiving. That, that's pretty powerful. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but you just dropped the value bomb here. Um, you know, uh, Renee, okay, so I don't have words for that, man. That was pretty fascinating. You know, the box analogy, you know, that's pretty wise, okay? That's pretty wise about the family, the spiritual, and the uh, temporal success part. So, I don't know, man. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm, I'm speechless right now. I'm just trying to compose everything, but it's been pretty powerful. Um, so how can people connect with you? Because after hearing this, at least I, if I was a listener, I would love to connect with you, man. Like you just shared a lot of stuff. So how can people reach out to you? They can always reach out. I'm a very open guy. So um, if anybody will ever want to meet and talk about business, life, or uh, my new companies, um, yeah, they can reach me out um, in my LinkedIn, at, uh, Rene Rodriguez over there, or they can just actually reach me at uh, my emails, you know, at uh, rene at vidit.com, V as in Victor, I-D-I-T.com. And uh, yeah, they can reach out to me and if they want to learn more about augmented reality, uh, you know, if there's schools or people or, you know, uh, you're always welcome to share uh, these stories. Awesome, Ernesto. I believe that was an amazing podcast. Thank you so, so much for your time. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for teaching us all this stuff. Uh, we're going to apply it, I'm sure. And I'm talking we, although I'm just alone here, but I'm sure the listeners will apply that. Uh, so thank you for your time. Have a great rest of the year because 2020 has been actually pretty crazy over here, but have a great rest of the year and I'll see you soon. Thanks, mate. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate your time. You're doing wonderful. Hi, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're not connect with our guest today, Rene Rodriguez, you can check out the description below. We have every, each and every contact info out there. All his social medias, the website, the phone number, the email, you can connect with him. And I hope you do because he is a great guy. If you're not connect with us, Check out our Instagram page will be in the, in the description down below where we share daily inspirational content and daily advice to help you keep moving forward and actually succeeding at what you do. Thank you for being a listener to the Pattern Genius Podcast. I hope you liked today's interview. I sure as hell did. And thank you for being loyal. I really appreciate it, guys. And in the future, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna focus more on giving back to the community. But remember, our purpose is fulfilling your potential. So if you feel like you are winning or that you're losing, please reach out to me by email, which is also going to be in the description below, so I can help you. Thank you for being a listener, and I'll see you soon.